0: Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of More Than Beauty with Daniel Mason Jones. In today's podcast, I am beyond excited because I'm going to introduce you to someone that is an incredible human being, an amazing leader, someone that is truly leading the way in her industry. And uh, I think it is so powerful, but the biggest title that I could give her is she's a personal friend of mine. So I'm gonna welcome today, Jessica Todd to the podcast. Welcome, Jessica.
1: Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for having me. I think my favorite thing about being with you is that it's only been five minutes and my cheeks already hurt from
0: smiling. (laughs) Um, It's true. Isn't it amazing? No matter where we are in the world, thank goodness we're technology number one, but that we can pick up, connect, and just catch up where we left off last
1: So grateful.
0: So cool. So um, I want to introduce everybody to you and tell them a little bit about who you are. So if you'll just jump in, introduce yourself, um, tell them a little bit about your story of where you are and how you're leading the way.
1: Yes, so my name is Jessica Todd. I am at Todd on Instagram and I have been in the salon industry for 15 years behind the chair. I've been an educator, uh, for L'Oreal for 12 years, and I've been a salon owner for eight this month. We celebrated our eight year anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I have a team of 19 and growing and, um, yeah, it's been a wild, wild year, but I am so, <clears throat> it, everything was moving at such a fast pace. And I think. This At the beginning of this year, I was packing in all my travel. I was planning on taking a couple months off this summer. And well, I got more than a couple months (laughs) off. And I just kept saying, God, I wish I could take a month off and just redirect and reset and refocus and let everything simmer. And it was almost like you know, we're both very intuitive and I just felt something changing. Like when we were at the national training earlier this year, and I just felt things shifting just in general. Um, And obviously again, I got more than I bargained for, but I'm just in this extremely grateful place, even though this year has definitely been the most challenging year business wise. Um, I think that there's, you know, things, in our industry that's ever evolving things um, when they maintain relatively the same, you know, we always want to grow and we're always pushing and changing. It gives almost a false sense of control. And then when the rug is pulled out from underneath you, that truly can happen at any moment. It doesn't just take a pandemic. It can be anything. And so I'm, but as entrepreneurs, that's what we do is we pivot. And I'm just so grateful that I have a team that has my back and, an industry that in a job that people we have skills that people want to come to, you know, so I'm feeling for so many people that have really been, you know, suffering both health wise and business wise in this industry, but I'm definitely counting my blessings right now.
0: I think that's so well said, you know, 2020, absolutely. Wow. But I can count so many amazing things that have happened. And being surrounded by powerful people, I always talk about that, the power of your community, the people that you're around, uh, people like you that I can reach out to anytime and we can bounce ideas or if, if you need to vent because listen, every day people, people paint this image. If you're an entrepreneur, it's this amazing thing um and i love when people are like oh you're your own boss i'm like if only there's so they many days like I'm like, I just wanna-
1: drinking margaritas it's like no. please
0: no. let me be an employee again <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's actually why i chose to work with two other companies outside of of my company i was like you know what i need to have leadership someone to hold me accountable yeah. uh to give me those courageous conversations that i need to hear i'm an artist i need structure i need leadership also So I'm somebody that likes to lead, but I also love to be led and um, to have those kind of people around that, you know, we can, we can vibe off of really important. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest, what would you say your biggest challenge was as a business owner? I know um, your fiance also has a business. He's a dentist. And so like you both were presented with dual challenges there.
1: Yeah, it was really wild. We both were just watching it unfold and I kept looking going, Wow. At the beginning, I was like, wow, three weeks, that's really aggressive to shut down for like three, four weeks, you know, before we really knew everything. And then you're just watching it unfold and you're my jaws just like dropping and dropping and dropping. And it was no question, like the right, we closed immediately. Um, but again, being in a profession, my boyfriend's a dentist. So him being like working in people's mouths with like the respiratory virus and all the stuff, I was <laughs> kind like, of an issue. On, a, on a regular day, I'm like, no, thank you <laughs> on a day with this virus. I was like, oh my God. So I think for us, it was, you know, both leading teams. It was, it was helpful to have a partner that knew we knew what each other was going through and we could help support each other. That was extremely grateful. Um, we don't have any children. I give so much credit to parents of like trying to be present and being grateful for time. There was just so many different elements. And I think, again, it was like, you couldn't plan for anything and having a team of 20 that are looking at me and going, what are we going to do? I don't know how long we're shut down. And, you know, I've been very open about this before, but I had, I had doubled my square footage four years ago. And I had lost when we, when we made that jump, you know, we were, I had two, I was stuck in another lease and that landlord would not allow me um, to leave. So my rent was astronomical for two years. So we You're had just-
0: a prime location.
1: Yes. And so we had like big city rent in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And um, so for me, it was, it was n- the biggest challenge was not unpacking in being a victim or feeling sorry for myself to be totally honest because we had just climbed out of a huge financial deficit and you know i i was I was getting to a point where I was seeing, you know, I've been I've been hardcore bootstrapping it for eight years while also teaching and traveling the country and working behind the chair and trying to lead and grow my team. And you know, as somebody who's always training your team, that takes a lot of effort. It's easy, to, it's easier to just kind of sit back and say, oh, okay, you know, not saying one is right or wrong, but like when you're constantly training, you are on all the time.
0: You crave and those so, moments of like solitude.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so for me, it was like, I was just like, I was just angry because I didn't have any control. I was like responsible for so many things, but at the same point I had no answers for everybody. And my biggest concern was obviously keeping everybody safe, making sure my team felt comfortable. I know you guys like got reopened like so quickly when they reopened us quickly. Like I had like 60 something text messages within 30 minutes of the governor announcing And i just sat there and cried i was like there's no way and i was it was not in judgment of him it was just like we're not ready and i knew my team wasn't ready and so it was also just putting my blinders on and staying in my own lane and not looking what everyone else is doing our area is very heavily saturated with salons and so there was definitely fear of like well are my clients going to go somewhere else what's going to happen And I was like, no, this is like, this is where I was grateful for eight years of experience because every time I've gone against my gut, I've regretted it. And so the biggest challenge was not feeling sorry for myself and trust and making sure that, you know, having faith in my decisions and knowing there's no right or wrong. You just need to do what at the end of the day, you feel good when you lay your head on the post.
0: That, what you just said is so, so crazy. I think a lot of us leaders put the pressure on ourselves that we have to have all the answers, that our team is truly looking for us to have answers. And what I found was they weren't looking for us to have answers. They were just looking to make sure that everything was stable. And that is so incredibly important, you know, moving forward for us to always let people know, you know, inside the company, we leaders may not know all the answers. In fact, we don't know all the answers, but what we do know is that what we have works, and that we we're invested in them, in the company, and the culture. No matter what industry you're in, you know, just having that leadership. There was so much movement in every industry. I would talk to clients. It didn't matter if they were in nursing and hospitals, if they were in any industry at all, banking. Everything has had changes, and there's been this crazy movement. The business is the real. Uh, my commercial real estate clients so much change has happened. You know, People have left their buildings. They know that they can work now from their homes on Zoom calls. Offices are becoming way more productive. They're slashing hours. So 2020 has actually been an awakening and an opportunity for us to reevaluate the time that we have been dedicated, the energy we're putting into things that never really served us anyhow. So uh, I love you for that. What is something really awesome that happened for you this year? I'm sure something. there's a thousand things with you, but just one really awesome. Oh
1: my god, I know. Um <laughs> I think something really awesome that happened business-wise is like it wasn't an option to not change. It was like I took the whole model, it's like I had written the whole essay, right? And then I crumpled it up and just threw it and was like, okay. We're starting over and it wasn't that our whole business model was changing, but we're now open. I always wanted to be open seven days a week and Mm -hmm. offer more times. And I really want to expand and maximize my space. We have um, 18 stations in my my salon and I want to be open seven days a week. 9am to 9pm and split shifted and have everybody working the hours that they want to work and just have the place like bustling. And so for me, it was that we were forced to do it and we were able to, I took everyone's hours. I took my entire team and I looked at it and we said, okay, okay. Everybody just give us, cause it was so stressful. I just really wanted everyone, like you said, to feel stable and to have peace of mind and to know that I was willing to be flexible, to make it work for everyone. Cause I believe to have a happy, healthy culture, people, you know, you have to run a business and you have to draw lines at certain points, but I also, I'm not. I'm not afraid to reimagine things and to look at a new way of doing business. And so we were able to give all of my employees their preferred schedule. So we just had everyone send us, what is your preferred schedule? Some have kids. We had two people that had babies during COVID. Thank God they're all healthy and yeah. so many different situations. And we were able to look at it. And my manager, Hannah is amazing. And she like wizard this whole schedule together <laughs> and, everyone is so happy and it just changed the whole energy of the salon. It's like, we're all working with different people now. And it opened up like, it was like, it was a whole breath of fresh air.
0: It's literally amazing. We had the same exact situation. I love that you're saying this. It's like a validation moment. We were able to give the team complete flexibility with hours. And we're like, look, you know, if you have to virtual school your, your child and you can only work two days a week, figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's no big deal. I think for so many businesses, we've just figured out new ways. And so that is super cool. What is one of your getting to know personal, Jessica, what is one of your guilty pleasures?
1: (laughs) Other than junk food? (laughs) 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 <laughs> why you my
0: um, spirit animal <laughs>
1: i i would say i would say my guiltiest pleasure is my comfiest clothes um netflix and like i never watch tv and i'm somebody who's obsessed with learning as you know so i never allow myself really to indulge in like television like i yeah. always feel like i'm wasting time because i'm always like you know we're like wired the same i'm like
0: what are we gonna read what are we gonna podcast what yeah <laughs> I have
1: 12 books i'm reading always at the same time and I've got audio audible books going I've got podcasts I'm listening to I just always want to feel inspired but it was like I was finding that I was so on information overload trying to figure out what our damn policies were going to be and protocols and all (laughs) that crap I was like I just need to like shut the brain down so I um I just dove into like Netflix series and was just like binging. I got into Gotham randomly never thought I'd be interested in that. The whole story about like all of that. But for me, it's that. But my the biggest thing I do for fun is, as you know, ballroom dancing. And I was really feeling for my studio. And when he said that he would do private lessons with me, obviously with a mask and everything that saved me
0: it's hard to social distance in what we do and what they do right like exactly this, we know that it's respiratory at this point so cover it up and i love that about you uh ballroom dance one of the things i one of the greatest things about you there's so many things but the night that you and i sat down in new york city we were planning for an amazing class and we're we're building our slide deck together you pull up a picture of you doing ballroom dance i'll pull up a, a picture of me doing ballroom dance there you're wearing a yellow dress the dance pro that I danced with was wearing almost the same yellow dress. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) So to be able to put that into the slide was really cool. Um, There's so many layers to you. I think it's incredibly fascinating uh, who you are as a person. Where do you draw your biggest inspiration from? Mm,
1: That's a really good one. People, you know, like I honestly, for me, it's having friends of all ages, all different backgrounds, like talking to people, like it's, it's honest and true connection, you know, and it's like asking people questions, hearing their story, you know, truly listening, not just formulating your next thought or sentence while they're speaking, which I get really excited and I'm definitely guilty <laughs> of that. I'm like, I just asked you two questions and you weren't even able to finish answering my first question. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and apologize and excuse myself and let you finish because <laughs> I get so excited. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, what about you?
0: My inspiration, honestly, I found the other day, I, I went for a walk. We went into this beautiful space. We have a, a lake home that's about maybe an hour and 15 minutes from here. And then just north of there is this gorgeous state park. And there's just the lakes and the streams and the waterfalls. And the leaves are starting to change here. It was I so beautiful to connect with nature. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. When I, that's actually probably when I get my most clarity, like I get inspiration from people. And then when I'm at the beach or near the ocean or any type of water, but then walking specifically with trees, that is the, that is the biggest, or when I can see trees and I can see like you know when it's a really rainy dreary day but the light is coming through and you get oh, yeah. some of that morning golden light but like the clouds yeah. are filtering it so it's like deep and bright at the same time and the colors look so vivid and the rain like I just like love those days.
0: Mm-hmm. I need to invite you to the lake house then. Yeah. Um, it's gonna. amazing when it rains like that because there's so many beautiful trees and the back porch looks over this gorgeous lake and you can see the mountains and the, it's spectacular. And, that's kind of my thing. In fact, there was a couple of years ago that I took a training and the facilitator was incredible. And she was speaking about how some people crave lake and some people crave ocean. And I'm with someone that craves being around the lake. And Mm -hmm. it was interesting because people that she was saying that study showed people that go to the beach or the ocean, they are, they're looking for renewal in their soul, like a renewal of energy Uh and people that connect to mountains and lakes. Um, they're just looking to get grounded again. And I was like, that is so powerful because look, we're bombarded all day long. We have social media interface. We have our companies interface. We have our employees we're trying to care for, families we're worrying about. There's so many things coming at us all the time just to be able to find whatever that space is, is really amazing. Um, what What is your favorite part of your career? Because there's so many facets to what you do from business, leadership, entrepreneurship, artistry um what is your favorite thing
1: oh man teaching across the board um teaching and watching so like in my salon specifically like i hate anything to do with paperwork emails any of that (laughs) stuff like and if you know me i'm the worst it will take me like 12 years to get back to you um But I think it's like when you watch that light bulb go off for somebody and right now where I'm cross training, I have two new associates that I just hired and my, my associates that are graduating are training those associates and watching them train is like, and watching them teach and hearing them like say little things that I said that I didn't know that they were listening to or what I mean. It's (laughs) like, it's like that stuff because it's the ripple effect and same thing with um educating and teaching classes and programs like we did like having over covid like having so many people reach out and say hey remembering from that class or talking Mm -hmm. about this or just like random people that reach out and it's like it's that stuff because you know like i know your thing is that you just want everyone to feel loved that you touch and like that is truly how i feel and i see that and i believe that because i there's some people where the words don't match the energy and you are not one of those people. And I just feel I, and I, I say that because, you know, when you truly care about people so much that people sometimes can think that you have an agenda or that it's not authentic or, you know, it gets questioned. And I've, I've had that happen to me and felt that. And, um, so for me, it's just seeing seeing that it's making a true impact and having people feel seen because it's like at the end of the day, we all want to be seen, but we're all also terrified to be seen, truly seen.
0: Isn't that and, powerful? Let's yeah. dissect that for a minute. So exactly what you just said in in coaching and facilitating and just growing people, what you just said has so much power. It's it's true. Everybody wants to be seen or heard, but then when it comes to it, they're fearful and. The fear for me comes from it would be from the judgments of other people, how they're going to perceive you. Are they going to judge you if you, you know, people that decide to go in a career in beauty or a career in whatever, um, you're being judged. And it's so funny. There was a quote, and I wish I could think of it, that I saw this morning that had something to do with that very thing. It was so powerful. But it's like you were created perfectly who you are. You know who you are most of the time but we never step into that true light of who we're called to be because we're fearful of the people that will turn our lights around us. So um, I love that you and I are kind of past that phase in our life. For me, it's old age. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's just confidence, but um, I think that's a really wonderful thing.
1: I think for me, it's like missed. I, like I've watched myself miss out on so many opportunities being afraid, whether it be a friendship a relationship Um, a job opportunity or whatever, because I was afraid of like what other people would say. Mm -hmm. And right now at my salon, I know you've seen it, we're running for the month of October, we're doing, um, we did a photo shoot and we asked-
0: so beautiful
1: is I am, thank you. I am like so obsessed with my friends, uh, the Prism House who have a branding company and they're, we've been wanting to work together. We've all been friends and the photographer, Jamie, she was incredible. And then we, but I picked all clients that have been clients of mine for a long time that I've known for a while. And it's been so interesting because when it's a campaign that's rolling out and we ask them an intimate question, like what does beauty mean to you? And we wanted it to see what does beauty look like at all ages, at all different okay. stages of life everyone's story is so different and it's really vulnerable to put it out there and watching people go through when we're posting several pictures of them not even just and it's like it's so much easier when it's to a group of people that don't know you but when people in your community are going to see it to you they're like oh what are you gonna it's what
0: actually gonna? really hard the photographer ps did an amazing job but at- the way you're putting their stories out one of them i i looked at her and i didn't recognize right away who it was and i was like that's sally. sally and uh i was like oh my god this lady when i remember when i first came on the scene in the hair industry she would always support me through social media
1: everything and then
0: you told a version of her story there that i was unaware of and you know i think it's so powerful so many times like even when i'm coaching people with social media It's easy for us to throw photos up there and just say, like, this is whatever it is, balayage, red hair, makeover. Um, But we're not telling the story. And I think it's so powerful when you get to know the story behind people, you realize that other people are going through things. Other people have survived things. You're not alone. And that's very powerful. So thank you for making that happen. Thank you. Sally
1: inspired the whole thing. It was...
0: She was telling me that
1: story. She's moving to um California to be closer to her son, her and her husband. And I'm just so happy for her. And it was like when when the whole brand campaign came about because it was like, how do we put out there what it's like that like your podcast? Um, what it's called More Than Beauty, like that is what that is like what exemplifies it's a relationship. It's not just about your hair. It's like, yes, you're getting your hair done, but it's just like, and it sounds cheesy when you say it, but it's like, it's about how you feel. It's about, it It affects the ripple effect is so big because when we have a little bit more confidence or when we feel a little bit better of ourselves, because even the clients come in that are not so nice. It's like, they got that way for a reason. You know, my friend, Karen, says all the time,
0: hurt people, hurt people. And I kind of know you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that Louise Hay I said that, it. you know, but it's, yeah, it's true. People that are happy inside and are filled with love and contentment, they don't go around bashing or hurting other people. And which says a lot for the world that we live in, because so many people are acting out of anger. And I'm like, why, why do you behave that way? Let's right. go back. Why do you feel that way? Why right. do you behave that way? And then why do you feel the need to go to social media and make other people feel that way? Just because you're having a bad time or a bad chapter in your life, don't ruin someone else's. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. And uh, so, yeah, I love that. I love that. What What drives you? You know, uh, how many years have we known each other, by the way?
1: Oh, my God. I
0: think. <laughs> a long time.
1: 12, 13. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So- It's Uh been a while. And of course, we traveled all over the United States together, Mm -hmm. um, which is cool. And it's like every time I I just gravitate toward you. And one of the things that I, you know, we laugh. Oh, my gosh. I remember one night we were having dinner in New York City and they brought this piece of bread over that weighed like 13 pounds, primarily because 12 pounds was cheese. But um, we laughed the whole dinner. And I love that. I love you, period. But I just I love having a friend that is business, that is leadership, that is kind, that is good, that makes me feel incredible. So what drives you to make that light that you have, that you shine with all this, what makes that happen? What turns that light on for you?
1: Oh, good question. I think... Um you know, I've always been such, I'm such a deep feeler. Like I feel like I see people's energy. I read people's energy. I gravitate towards people. I can't tell you what your aura is. I can't tell you those things, you know, I'm always carrying some kind of Oracle deck or crystal (laughs) or pendulum or something with me. But I just, I think because I spend, and this is where it comes from, you know, being nice too, because I know, I was mean for a a long time when I was younger because I was, I was always kept small and like in a box. And, you know, I, I think, I think so much, you know, we both have the, you know, childhood stories and everyone has their story and their struggles, but I'm just, I'm so grateful for life. And I'm so grateful, honestly, that I've made it to this point that Even on my bad days and even during a pandemic and even during a year, like I'm so sick of seeing 2020 sucks. And
0: yes, (laughs) it
1: it has been a hard year, but life is going to continue to happen. Like we've had hard years before we've had different years. And I'm sure some people are listening to this going, you have no idea what I've been through this year. And I don't. But what I do know is that if I'm breathing and my body is healthy and I have an opportunity and trust me, I have so many days where I wake up, especially this past year where I'm like, I'm just going to sleep in because I can, and I don't want to, but it didn't make me feel any better. And for me, it gives me energy. People give give me energy. Like when I can make somebody feel special and it's not coming, I'm not doing it to get a compliment back or to get anything like But when other people feel good, it's like, I love that example that you've given before with the match. When we light, we can use our light to light other people or we can go dark. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like life is too short to be unhappy and to be miserable. And it's like, you will have those points. I am not somebody who wakes up in a naturally happy mood every day. I'm really not. I, but when I can, there's always something that I can look to and I know what gives me inspiration. And so, I don't know. I think I spent so much of my life not speaking up, not using my voice. I mean, that's honestly why I started education. Cause I was terrified to speak in front of somebody. I, I break out. I used to break out in hives. I would get red all o- over my neck. Um, and So to me, it was when I started educating and doing hair, it was to make people feel good and to make people understand. And then it just like, it gave me this confidence that I feel truly obligated to share, especially with other younger, whether male or female or whatever, to, to feel like they have confidence to do something because all it takes is one person to say the right thing or to see you in that moment. And don't underestimate it you you can change someone's life as dramatic as every
0: someone. day every day without a question think of the people that have changed your life oh. for me I've had customers that I've worked with that have changed my life I have had conversations in beauty schools with kids that have changed my life every story that we encounter life. helps change our lives and mm-hmm. It's really amazing when you just use your your perception. It's like your depth perception. And yes. I feel like so many times people have their, their blockers on and they're like tunnel vision. They can't see anything more around them because they don't want to. And so um, to your point, I know we keep talking about 2020, but I actually love this year. And I joked, I said, what if, what if all of us that wished away 2019, here we are. And now you're wishing away 2020. What if next year? Right is more challenging what will you do. Are you prepared? And you know, a bigger question, what are we doing today that we should have learned this year? Because you know this yourself, things are gonna repeat themselves until we take what we need from it, until we learn the lesson from it. If we don't learn the lesson, it's gonna repeat itself until we do. That's how universal law works. So what are we doing right now to make ourselves better prepared for the next situation? whether it's financial security, whether it's making our businesses bigger and better, whether it's growing people faster and stronger, whether, whatever that might look like for you and whatever situation that you're in, are you preparing yourself for the next big thing?
1: I totally agree. And I think if anything, what 2020 it's like, and I was just cracking up laughing because at the beginning of the year, it was like, hashtag 2020 clear vision and then it was like
0: <laughs> oh it's clear girl you got lasik surgery this year <laughs> and bifocals
1: <laughs> universe just like threw mud on your goggles it was like gone so i just kept cracking up i'm like what's the hashtag gonna be for new years this year <laughs> like everyone's like hashtag
0: stay, home.
1: Yeah. Hashtag stay home
0: yeah pray home. <laughs> <laughs> grab a bag of ginger snap to eat your face off Put the um.
1: down. <laughs> yeah perception is everything and i think that's the thing is like i i was hyper aware of myself and my behavior during and it was cool to be my own observer during the shutdown of we have choices every single day it's like how often do we say oh if i had time i would do this this and this well you have all the time in the world this year did you do it did you get on the treadmill did you get out for the walk? Did you play with the kids? Did you, what, like fill in the blank? Did you market your company? Yeah.
0: Did you start that social media account that you know that you needed to do because you were in my class and I told you to do that? Yeah, it's so true. We were given time. And when I would coach, to your point, when I would coach to so many companies and brands during that time, I would say to them, guys, we all wish at some point in time Mm -hmm. that we had more time. Yes. All being granted that gift, even though it's not how you wanted it. Right. You're being granted this time. Let's face it, Jessica, I would have never taken two months off in a never. million years never. because I would have I thought the world was going to be No, exactly. <laughs> I would have never, I would have felt so guilty. The last two week vacation I ever had um, was good Lord. I think it was seven, eight years ago before I became a dad and we we went through a couple of cities in Europe and, it was so amazing. And the whole time I kept thinking, "I was like, oh my gosh, is the company going to collapse? Um, what are my customers going to do? It's been two weeks. Somebody's going to not have their one-step color. They're going to look terrible. Right. I came back home and it was all fine. And now I've learned that eight weeks out of my company, we were fine. And so I think so many times we're fearful of things that never even happen. They never, they're not even there. We create stories and dialogue in our minds that doesn't even exist.
1: And we create obstacles around opportunities before it even happens, too. It's like that's the thing, is I think when you're waiting for that golden opportunity, you're gonna be waiting for it forever.
0: Forever. It often in front of never show,
1: yeah, it doesn't show, it's always there. It's like, are you ready to receive it? Is more the question. Because if you're ready to receive it, you're gonna see it. And if you're not and you're just focused on other things, it's you're I don't know how to say it. It's like, you have to, you have to be, it's like, what are you willing? It's like when somebody has like a Porsche, for example, and they're like, or you have like a limited one of a kind Porsche and people like, Oh, how much did that cost? It's like, no, what did you have to, what did you have to give up to get the money or whatever it is? You know, it's like, I think we think success should look a certain way that leadership should look a certain way. And like all of these things. And it's like, I found myself questioning myself in a positive way. I was questioning like, cause what do they say? It's like eight, 84, I'm going to get the number wrong, but it's like 84% of our beliefs, like in our subconscious are not true. And when we're stressed, it goes all the way up to 96. That means we're walking around with 4% reality. As our, as our judgment, which is horrifying. So we're all basically walking around like this. <laughs> and it's, um, and so I think when you can, have the humility and the non-judgment against yourself to really look at yourself and your behaviors and what you're doing. That's when you can grow because you can look at it and not beat yourself up for it. Cause you, you're only we're all only doing as good as we know.
0: It, that's so. exactly right. It's it's funny that you say that. And so many people are trying to put this facade around the situation to make it better than it really is. That's yeah. why when we before we went on this uh, Zoom, um, podcasts and which we're going to also populate over to YouTube. I, I wanted you to know, in all fairness, I don't edit anything. I don't want it to be okay. edited. I'm, I don't want it to be what it's not, you know? And I try to say that all the time, like, stop trying to be perfect. No one is perfect. No. And just, go with perfect. It. Yeah. Yes, I'm so bored of perfect. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's putting pressure on people that maybe they don't have the perception that you and I do. And they think that things are perfect and it's really not. And so they're stressed out. They're experiencing anxiety that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to edit this thing. <laughs> I love it. No matter what happens. So um, I think that's powerful. So right now, mm-hmm. give me one word that would describe Jessica Todd right this moment.
1: Mm. Unapologetic.
0: Mm. That's amazing. Let's go deep into that. Why, why would you say unapologetic?
1: Um, Because I think for everything in every area of my life, I have justified it. Why I need to change my schedule. Why I need to do certain things. Why I need to take care of myself. Um, all of those things. And it's like, so for me, it's really... um not having to justify anything anymore and making decisions that are right for me. Like I'm always, I'm almost too aware of how other people feel and other people's emotions. And so I find myself doing things that are at the detriment to, um, to myself, you know, it's like, um, and thinking that I need to work so many hours in my salon and it needs to look a certain way. And it's like, right now I'm only working two long days behind the chair because of how low of capacity we're keeping it in the salon. Yeah. And that was weird to get used to. And it's like, no, because now I'm also allowing myself to do other things and I'm getting much more clear on the vision of what I want for my company and for my people, um, and for myself. And if I want to say no to a class, or I want to do a class or whatever it may be, it's like, this is my life, and so for me, it's like I'm taking charge of my happiness and my life. And you know, clients are coming in, they're like, "Wow, you really look like really good," and I'm like, <laughs> "Cause I'm look finally taking <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like <laughs> I've had six months of rest, no, um, but yeah, unapologetic is like the word that comes to mind, and um, I'm just really excited for what's to come.
0: I think that's amazing. Jessica, you always bring so much energy to any space that you're in. I'm honored beyond words that we were able to create this time in your schedule for you to take time to share with all of our listeners and viewers. Um, they're going to love you just as much as I do. I'm just lucky to get, that I get to have you. Um, <laughs> you're so fantastic. I long for the day that I get to hang out with you again in person uh, just because of who you are. So I just want to thank you for being on the podcast. Is there any closing thoughts that you would love to share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I think the one thing that I want to say to everyone is don't be afraid to take a look at yourself and be brave enough to take the first step of whatever it is that you want to change. Because I think this year, everyone's changing, behavior's changing, the way we do business is like everything is changing. And um, don't be afraid to do something for yourself.
0: I love that. Thank you for your insight, your love and energy, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of more than beauty with Daniel Mason Jones and Jessica Todd. Um, I'm going to link Jessica's information in the description below. Make sure to check out on Instagram. Thank you again until the next episode.